What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Rebecca and On the Rocks. But first, let's talk about the movie Rebecca. Here's a quick synopsis. While on a trip, a young woman falls for and quickly marries a wealthy man named Maxim de Winter, who is getting over the loss of his wife, Rebecca. At first, it seems like a dream come true for the new Miss Winter. She's in love and lives in a beautiful house. But things quickly begin to unravel when she begins to learn what exactly happened to Rebecca. This film is a remake of an Alfred Hitchcock film that went on to win Best Picture at the Oscars. And it is, of course, a classic novel as well. I highly anticipated this version of Rebecca because it stars two actors who I am a fan of, Army Hammer and Lily James. I enjoy both of their work. Right off the bat, I have to say this, though. This film is not very good. It's okay. I'll say that. It's an okay movie, but it's not what I wanted it to be. And I have to talk about Lily James because I think this is the pattern in her career right now. Since she starred in Baby Driver and the movie Cinderella, which was way better than it had any right to be, I think she's been in some movies that she's giving better performances than the movie she's in. Take Yesterday, for example. That movie is not very good. It's a good movie. It's a rewatchable movie. I enjoy the movie, but it's not as good as it was supposed to be. I mean, that movie was directed by Danny Boyle, and Lily James is the absolute best thing about that movie. Like, she's the movie star of movies that don't deserve movie stars. And I say the same thing about Rebecca. Her performance is way better than the actual movie. Actors should never be more compelling than the actual film, and that's what Lily James is being right now. Since Baby Driver, she's more compelling than the movies that she's in. Like, if Yesterday was a better film, I think she would get an Oscar nomination for that performance. I was blown away by her in Yesterday. For me, my hopes for her career is for her to start being in Oscar-worthy films because she's giving Oscar-worthy performances in films that don't deserve it. And her next two films might just be that. She's set to appear in the film The Dig along with Ray Fiennes and Carrie Mulligan and the film Lockdown with Anne Hathaway, Chiwetel Ejiofor, and Ben Stiller. Those two films seem promising. I hope that Lily James gets her career back on track because performance-wise, she's giving some masterful performances in films that don't deserve it. Hopefully, The Dig and Lockdown are worthy of Lily James's performances. And she's been in Oscar-worthy films before, like The Darkest Hour and Baby Driver. I mean, The Darkest Hour, I don't love it, but I absolutely love Baby Driver. And again, Cinderella is better than it has any right to be because of Lily James. I hope in the next five years I can say Lily James Oscar-nominated actress. Then in this film you have Army Hammer, who is not bad in the movie. I just think he's not given a lot to do but to be mysterious. And I'm sorry, he's kind of boring when he's being mysterious. That's not really the Army Hammer that I like. I like the Army Hammer from movies like The Social Network, The Man from Uncle, Call Me By Your Name, and Sorry to Bother You. And you know what film he gave a really good performance that he got no credit for on the basis of sex. Those are the types of performances I want out of Army Hammer. He is a 
movie star when he wants to be. He has charisma. That's not the type. Maxim De Winter is not the type of character I want Army Hammer to play in a movie. I want him to be charismatic. And I don't even necessarily think Army Hammer is a lead actor, but I think when he's around other great actors, he gives better performances. And again, it only needs to be one other great actor like Timothy Chalamet and Michael Stuhlbarg and Call Me By Your Name. Like, he just needs to be around other great actors. I think when Army Hammer is in a film that is worthy of a good performance, he gives one. This film is not worthy of a good performance, and that's why I don't think either lead character gives that great of a performance. As good as Lily James is in this film, I don't think it's great, and I don't think Army Hammer is bad in this movie, but it's not a very good performance from him either. His next free films, though, really excite me. He is set to star in Kenneth Branagh's mystery film, Death on the Nile, along with Gal Gadot and a star-studded cast. Then he's going to appear in the film Dreamland, along with Gary Oldman, and the Taika Waititi film Next Goal Wins, along with Michael Fassbender and Elizabeth Moss. I don't quite understand why Army Hammer is a polarizing movie star, but I'm a fan of his work, and I think his future films, other than Rebecca, are going to showcase his talents better than this film ever could. Despite my issue with the two leading performances, there are some really good supporting performances in this film, especially from Kristen, Scott Thomas, and Sam Riley. I think they give the best performances in this film. I wanted more Sam Riley in this film. Kristen Scott Thomas was a little over the top in this movie, but I think she was really good. I mean, she's been good in things like Four Weddings and a Funeral. I mean, what a year for Sam Riley. He was really good in this film, and he's really good in the film Radioactive. He is a really good, compelling, supporting actor that more people need to pay attention to. He is a really good actor. I think the best thing about this new version of Rebecca is the visual element of it. The look of it, it looks majestic and glamorous. It sometimes makes you feel like you're watching something great, even though you're not. Again, remakes are hard, but this brought nothing new and exciting to the story. There was suspense at times, but not enough to carry the entire film. And I can't help but thinking this. In the hands of the best horror directors today, like Jordan Peele, Ari Aster, or Robert Eggers, this film could have been special and they could have gotten something new from this age-old material. That's my thoughts. In the hands of a better horror film director, this film could have at least been half as good as the original classic. I mean, Astor would have made this a scarier film, Eggers would have made this more of a period piece, and Jordan Peele would have mastered the social dynamic of this weird marriage. I mean, those three filmmakers in particular could have done a better job with this source material because they're master filmmakers of this genre. Ben Wheatley, the director of this film, is not a bad director, but he doesn't seem interested in the horror elements of the story. This film is not very scary, and it's not very suspenseful, and that's its major issue. He mastered the look of the film, but he failed when it comes to the plot and the characters. I don't necessarily think this movie is bad, I just think it's massively flawed, and for that I think it's an interesting watch, so I would recommend you check out Rebecca. 
Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie On the Rocks. Here's a quick synopsis. Laura Keene slowly begins to believe her husband, Dean, may be being unfaithful, and she brings these suspicions to her father, Felix, who makes her believe these suspicions are, in fact, a reality, and the two of them try to catch Dean in the act. This is a film I was highly anticipating. I mean, whenever Sofia Coppola comes out with a movie, it's a must-watch, but this is her reuniting with Bill Murray since they made the film Lost in Translation, which is a modern masterpiece, so I really was expecting a lot from this film. I think this film is very, very good, but I don't think it's great. Let's start with Bill Murray. Bill Murray, since starring in Rushmore, has worked almost exclusively with great indie filmmakers like Wes Anderson. I mean, he starred in every single Wes Anderson film since Rushmore. He's worked with Sofia Coppola twice with Lost in Translation and now On the Rocks, and Jim Jarmusch in movies like Broken Flowers and The Dead Men Don't Die, two films I really enjoy. I think this point in Bill Murray's career is very underrated because people are not seeing his films as much as they saw Ghostbusters, Stripes, and Groundhog Day. So again, not a lot of people have seen Bill Murray's recent and maybe his best work. He is the best mix of a comedic, dramatic actor. He knows when to be funny, and now he knows when to be dramatic. He has become a fully formed actor later in his career, and not a lot of people appreciate that because, again, he's no longer starring in those fan-favorite comedies that made him famous. I think this second act of his career is just as impressive as the first act of his career, and I feel like more people should pay attention to Bill Murray in the latter stages of his career. And for his performance in On the Rocks, Murray deserves to get his second-ever Oscar nomination, which would be fitting because he got his first one working with Coppola on Lost in Translation. I would love to live in a world where Bill Murray has an Oscar. I think he has been worthy of that for quite a long time. I mean, he could have won it for Rushmore. He could have won it for Lost in Translation. He could have won it for numerous amounts of performances he's given in films directed by master indie filmmakers. His work with Sofia Coppola is so interesting in these two films because she gets the humor of Bill Murray, but she also kind of gets that there's a sadness to his dramatic comedic persona. I mean, she figured that that out in Lost in Translation, that's a sad and lonely character. And then in On the Rocks, you have this character in Felix who desperately just wants to spend more time with his daughter. Both characters are really funny and really sad in the same way. His co-star in this film is Rashida Jones, and this is by far the best film performance from Rashida Jones, who's known far more for her work on television and Parks and Rec and The Office, and she's been in movies that I love, which include The Social Network, she's a really small part in that. Most of her scenes are with Jesse Eisenberg, and she's in the comedy I Love You Man with Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. This is one of the best comedies of the 2010s. I feel like this is an underrated film. This is really the first time I've seen her as the lead of a film, though, and I think she's pretty good in this film. I don't think it's Oscar-worthy, like some people are saying, but I think it's pretty good. I think her and Bill Murray have 
excellent chemistry together. Now let's talk about the director of On the Rocks, Sofia Coppola, who I am a huge fan of. I like all of her movies and love most of them. The Virgin Suicides, which is an excellent debut from a filmmaker. It's one of the best debuts you could ever imagine. Kirsten Dunst, James Woods is really good in this film. Then you have Lost in Translation, again, a sophomore film that is an absolute masterpiece with Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray. Then you get Marie Antoinette, which I like, but I don't love. I mean, Kirsten Dunst is really good in this film, but I don't quite love the movie. And then you get Somewhere, which is maybe her most underrated film which stars Steven Dorff and Elle Fanning as a father and daughter who are really reuniting for the first time. I mean, Steven Dorff plays like a sad and sorry movie star. This film is excellent. Not enough people have seen this film. This film has a really weird ending, but I absolutely love the film somewhere. It's the best first performance from Elle Fanning. It's really when she becomes a movie star in my mind. And Steven Dorff should have got a lot more awards consideration for that performance than he ended up getting. Then she directed The Bling Ring, which has a really good performance from Emma Watson. Again, this is an underrated film about these teens who steal from celebrities' houses. I really like this film. This film is a bit more polarizing, but I really enjoyed it, especially for the performances of Watson and also Leslie Mann, who is secretly really funny in this film. And then she directs The Beguiled, this remake of a weird Clint Eastwood film, and she completely creates her own version of this movie. She gets great performances from Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning, and a secretly great Colin Farrell performance that nobody seemed to pay attention to at the time. The Beguiled is exactly the type of films I want Sofia Coppola to make. It is such a majestic looking film and great performances from all in that film. I mean, there's a lot of commonalities between all the films that she's directed, but the biggest one that I can think of is that they all look spectacular. She is just one of the best visual filmmakers of all time. Sometimes her plots aren't as strong, but her films just look so good that you don't even care. You just want to spend time in these worlds that she's created. And she's one of those filmmakers that just has such a unique voice that you know when you're watching a Sofia Coppola film. I mean, this is somebody who won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay for Lost in Translation. I want her to make at least 10 more films before the end of her career. I am an absolute huge fan of her work, and you should be too. I mean, there's just no one else like Sofia Coppola right now working today. Let's get into the specifics about her latest film, On the Rocks. Listen, I really like this movie, but the thing that holds it back from being great is the plot. It's not interesting. It's obvious how it's going to play out. There's no mystery or suspense how this film is going to end. The movie is so simple, and the thing that saves it is a lively Bill Murray performance. I think if Bill Murray were not in this movie, this film would not be very good at all. I think his movie star performance saves this film from being boring. I feel like unlike the other films that I mentioned, it's obvious where the outcome of this film is going. I mean, when you watch the movie Somewhere with Steven Dorff and Elf Anding, you have no idea how that film is going to end. There's some suspense to what it's building up to, even though it's this weird indie film about a father-daughter. You're like, where is this going? I want to know what Sofia Coppola is trying to tell me in this film. And on the rocks, it's so obvious to where it's heading. You know where this relationship is going to end up with Lauren and Felix. 
Netflix, you know the outcome. In the first like 10 minutes of the film when Bill Murray shows up, you can easily solve the idea of where this film is going to end up with that relationship and how it's going to play out in the end. And I don't enjoy that in films. I don't enjoy watching a movie and going, wow, I can tell where this is headed. And I'm not saying it's not a really good film because it is, but it's not one of the better films of 2020. It's not. It's not a top five film of 2020 like I was expecting from Sofia Coppola. I don't think it quite lives up to her other collaboration with Bill Murray and Lost in Translation. I think he lives up to it, but I don't think Sofia Coppola quite lives up to her end of the bargain. I think the plot should have been way more interesting than it is. It's just way too simple for me. And again, I could tell where it was going. I mean, the word I would use to describe this film is obvious because it was obvious from the get-go where it was going to end up. And I find that to be a little bit disappointing. Even though the film looks visually majestic like all of her films, and even though Bill Murray gives an Oscar-worthy performance and Rashida Jones is quite good, I don't think this movie lived up to the hype. It's very, very good, but it's not great. And the plot is the biggest reason why. I will tell you the thing I find most interesting about the film is the generational gap between the characters. Felix, played by Bill Murray, thinks that all men of any age are just like him to justify his past. So he believes Laura's husband, Dean, cheated on her. He's played by Marlon Wayans, is a cheater just like him because all men act like him. I think this idea is what's special about the film, is that the Bill Murray character can accept that times have changed and not all men are like like him, and probably even the men from his time were not all like him. This is just an old guy trying to justify his actions to his daughter, being like, see, I'm not a bad person. Dean is just like me, and all this time, you thought Dean was so much better than me, but now he's on my level. He's trying to tell his daughter, all men are the same, which is simply just untrue. That idea of the film is special. Like, Sofia Coppola brought a lot to that part of the plot. I mean, if this character of Felix was played by anyone other than Bill Murray, you would think of him as despicable, but again, he has these, like, likable moments, and the scene where they get pulled over by the cops and he talks himself out of a ticket is the most special scene in the film, even though, as we know, as time has go on, that scene is kind of problematic. Still, that's the best scene of the film. That is Bill Murray being kind of a sleazy guy, but also being kind of likable, and that's the magic of Bill Murray, is he can play these kind of sleazy characters and ultimately make them likable, like in Lost in Translation and like in On the Rocks. That's why I hope to see more films from Coppola and Bill Murray together because I think as a unit, as a director-actor duo, they're quite special together. I also think there should have been more scenes between Dean and the Felix character. Like, that would have been more interesting to look at if Marlon Wayans had more scenes with the Bill Murray character where they could have actually talked about how Felix thinks that all men are just like him. Like, he has bad feelings about Dean because he has bad feelings about himself because he has bad feelings about all men. And he's trying to justify his past mistakes of being a cheater to Laura's mother being like, see, I'm not a bad person. I'm just like the rest of them. That idea is what's fascinating about the film and more of that should have been in the movie other than this weird, funny kind of plot. Like, again, it's kind of funny. There's a lot of comedic moments, but I think where it kind of fails is the dramatic elements of the plot because it didn't really feel that dramatic. It just felt kind of obvious to where the whole thing was headed. 
Again, this is not the best film from Sofia Coppola. That title still belongs to Lost in Translation. Also, I love her other films way more than this one, like Somewhere, The Beguiled, The Bling Ring. Check out those films. And even though I don't think On the Rocks lives up to those other films, I still think it is a very, very good film from Sofia Coppola with a captivating performance from Bill Murray and a really good lead performance from Rashida Jones. So I definitely recommend you check out On the Rocks. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on the movies Rebecca and On the Rocks. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actor Paul Dano and the movie Yes, God, Yes, starring Natalia Dyer. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 